Hello and welcome to the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by my good friend Colin Cox. We've just watched Series 7, Episode 17 of Mad About You, an American sitcom made in 1999. The episode's called Separate Beds. We've just watched it. How are you doing, Colin? <sighs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. We keep watching really bad stuff. No, no, uh... we, we did watch The Running Man. And then there was that episode of um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But, I mean, we've done 20 episodes now. It's it's a 10%, <laughs> a 10% average. It's not good. There was Suburban Command. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So body slam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, this week, I'm, I'm glad we're actually recording this episode because I've been nursing a, a throat infection. So if my voice goes, you're gonna to have to. Um, I'm gonna to have to tag you in, and you're gonna to have to take the lead on this one. Fair enough. So because I did um, spend a couple of days coughing up blood. Nice. So that was that was fun. That was rock and roll. But um, you know we're hardcore on this podcast. I need to show off though. We're not gonna let a few um, you know few few bumps get in our way. Yeah, we we like wrestlers. Bit of super glue. Seal up the tonsils, and away we go. Speak <laughs> for yourself. Got me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a recommended thing, but. Yeah, so so this episode, did I mention, features the one, the only, the late, great, macho man Randy Savage. Probably, I, thought, I thought it had Lange Poffo in it. Yeah, probably one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Although in this one, he looked... He, well, this was in 1999. It was depressing. Yeah, it's when he was kind of jacked up to the gills. He looked absolutely massive. Just, his his colour was wrong as well. He just looked wrong. You know, when... when um, you know, look at WrestleMania three, and he's he's quite skinny. He's very lean. He's very quick. This one, he was just slow, lumbering, big lump of a man. And I don't know. It was it was sad. It was sad. And and I think his career kind of went a bit downhill quite soon after this. Yeah. Um, in fact, it probably started with this episode of Mad uh, <laughs> <laughs> About You. To be honest. Um, so yeah, the as I say, the episode's called. Um, Separate beds, and the gimmick with this is there's a couple. What were the couple called, Colin? I don't know. Um, Jewish and blonde. Yeah, there, there was a Jewish guy and his blonde wife, who were never named. <laughs> yeah, they, I can't think of their name. They weren't named throughout this episode, so I've got no idea who these people are. <laughs> um, so. And and yeah, it, it's not anti-Semitic to to say that they're Jewish because they, this is the most Jewish thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it it was it was incredibly Jewish. It was like I don't know. It was it was if you crystallized um, Seinfeld juice into in yeah into a kind of crystalline mm. form and smoked it, that'd be what it is. So it's kind of it's uber uber Jew. Yes, kind of New York kind of yeah, just. Really, really Think kind of Paul Heyman. More, more than that, more than that. Um, so I think the gimmick was is is the episode opened up. I mean, it's a bit. Sorry, sorry to go back on this, but it's a bit like when you got some sort of um, comedy like um, in Living Colour, where everyone in that is black and they make a big deal about being black, and it's the same for this. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's. Um, yeah, I think I think the may the the people that did name as well, all had like uh, very kind of Jewish names as well. So, yeah, and yeah. by the end of it, I was thinking, yes, you're Jewish. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Yeah, men- mentioning you know like 
making little references to uh, I don't know food, Jewish the food, synagogue. the synagogue, and yeah. So you you knew they were Jewish. It was <laughs> you know if you didn't get it from you know the the and just everything. Been seven series and sixteen episodes before this. That's that's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's there's a um, I think this maybe it was past the jump the jump the shark moment where they've had to bring in new characters because there was a um, a little toddler. No, not even a toddler, like a, a, a baby. Of, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe about nine month old baby. Yeah. Still sleeping in a crib. Bit weird. Bit bit too big I thought for that. But then As a father. Yeah, I I, I know. I know. I was I was um bed shopping today for for my uh, two and a half year old. Yeah, so he was he was very excited to that's, be that's depressing knowing he's that old. To be shopping for big boy beds as he called them. And it was great because he was just running around this um bed shop in where is it in uh, Burley in Leeds? See, I remember when he was two and a half days old. Yeah, and that was when I first met him. Yeah, yeah, and and he was he was being a right chump and jumping on all the beds and <laughs> lying on them, going, oh, "I like this one, <laughs> I like this one." And then he climbed up onto one of those bloody uh, cabin beds that you have to climb a ladder to, and I don't know how he got up there. Like, turned my head for a second, and he was up on this bloody five foot high up in the air bed, lying on it with a big pillow and going. <laughs> <laughs> So he was quite pleased with himself. So, yeah, notice, notice what happens, Colin. When we watch something that's really bad, we go on a lot of tangents. We do. We've not even started the review yet, so... We have, we've mentioned... <laughs> okay, we've, me- we've mentioned the, the, the yeah, the, the Jewishness of the episode, the um, Semitic quality of it. As with all American sitcoms of the 90s... Yeah! It opens up with an external <laughs> shot of a building, a generic building. It could be stock footage for all I know. <laughs> Probably. A is. little riff of bluesy kind of music. Goes on for about two seconds. Yeah, and then we're into it. <laughs> it's good. It's like, um, you know, on Diagnosis Murder when you'd, you'd get a picture of a hospital. Or oh, Quincy. Yeah, or a picture of a police station. So you, you know where they are. So we get the bloke. That's all I can call him. He was He was never named. So I'm just going to call him the bloke, okay? That's just, fine. So Bloke and blonde. Yeah, so the bloke, he slept on his couch because he'd been editing. What he was editing isn't revealed until later on, but it's something like a book. Not clear. Is he a novelist? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I suppose maybe... I, he had lots of tapes around him, so... Was it audio editing? No, they were videotapes. What was he doing? I don't know. Was he in the film industry? It was in New York... Possibly. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, Colin. He'd woke up, he'd slept on the sofa, and he says something like, oh, that's it, his his missus goes over to him with the baby and goes, don't wake daddy up, don't wake daddy up. Wake daddy up. Yeah. And um, he wakes up and he goes, oh, was I being touched up by Michelle Pfeiffer or or was I dreaming? And she said, no, you weren't dreaming. That, That was funny. That created a big laugh with the... I don't know whether it was someone, a live... Someone pressed the button. Yeah, I don't know whether it was a live studio audience or the canned laughter, but it was very funny. So, um, yeah, he, he got up and they'd both slept in separate beds, hence the name <sighs> of the episode. No, no, he slept on a couch. Yeah, yeah. But um, the woman, she had a great night's sleep. She felt really really energised. She was She's singing. In a good mood. Yeah. He had had a great night's sleep as well. So, yeah, they were both... He was in a good mood. Yeah, they were both in good spirits, and 
they hadn't yeah they, they just seemed to really have a lot of energy so that's good so that's the setup see occasionally i fall asleep on the couch and my wife gets a bit upset she says you know it was a bit lonely why didn't you come visit me we have quite a strong relationship and i just wonder where theirs is at I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever slept on the couch, to be honest. I don't think I've ever called it a couch until uh, <laughs> recording this. I think I, I usually call it a sofa. Uh, I've always called it a couch, oh, yeah. but I'm common. Well, I don't know. Is that common? I don't know. I don't know. It's easy to say with a Mancunian accent. I used to say settee. <laughs> so I, I always thought that um, that couch was posh. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it just depends I on... I sofa was posh. I don't know. I think it just depends on where you're at. I think it's like the cob roll, tea cake... Muffin. That kind of debate. <laughs> that is one of the most tedious debates in the English language, I think. Scum or scoon. Well, no, because they're at least spelt the same. It's, yes. it's when you get regional differences for a roll of bread. Sorry, <laughs> a cob of bread or a barn of bread. Whatever... Who cares? A balm cake. Yeah, people from different places have different <laughs> names for things. You're not right. Yeah, your version of a bread roll, whoever's listening to this, isn't the correct one. It's just one of them, one of many. Ugh, it infuriates me. Do you know the locals around here call pork patties? Go on then. Growlers. <laughs> See, that's great. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So I quite I quite like um, what they call fidget pies. Have you had them? They, yeah. Oh, they're good. They um, seem to do them around Halifax Way, and um, what is it they've got? Pork pie with pork and a pie. Pork pie, apple stuffing. Oh, and it's like instead of the jelly, they have stuffing, and it's great. I like the jelly. Oh, I don't particularly. Like Especially the jelly. when it's um, fresh and like water. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, we, we're tangenting again. Because this programme was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, the um, the episode goes to, I think it's a shop or something, whatever. It's a sports shop. Yeah, and it's got... I remembered that bit. Cool. It's got Jeff from Kirby Enthusiasm. Jeff Carlin, I think his name is in real life. Jeff Green in Kerb. He's, um, I don't know, if is he introduced in this? It's, they give his wrestling name, I don't know if they uh, give his real name. He's got a banged up nose. Yeah. He, oh, he was also in Daddy Daycare with Eddie Murphy. Oh, his first name was Harvey as well. Was it Harvey? Right. Something like Harvey Silverstein. Harvey Bluestein, no? Possibly. Something like that. Anyway, so Jeff from Curb, he'd got a banged up nose and he revealed to his friends that he was a, a what was he, a semi-professional wrestler. He's been, wrestle- he's been wrestling semi-pro. Yeah. And what's quite funny is, for this world, for this programme, wrestling is real. Yes. Yeah, it's not like a... a, a they you keep know. it kayfabe, brother. Yeah, it's, it is about, it is a fight. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's a wrestler. And he challenges his friends to, to hit him. And they, they hit him and it's they give him the worst punches ever. Yeah, I've seen more convincing punches on Monday Night Raw by the Bellas. Or John Cena. Or John Cena. John Cena has some of the worst punches And in, they're still better than this one. Yeah. During this, he reveals what his Achilles heel is. This is a, this is a hilarious joke. Is it his knee? No. Does he suffer from runner's knee? No. What, what, what would he, be his... Has his, he got tennis elbow? What would be his, his Achilles heel, Colin? Come on, think about it. 
Think about it. Oh, it's got tendonitis in his big toe. Ah, oh, no. Come on. Does he, have some, does he have some sort of problem with his heel? Yes. Yes, his Achilles heel is his Achilles heel. Big laugh. You get it? You get it? Can we spice in some Ken laughter on this? Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might just sample that. <laughs> just sample that and uh, yeah, edit it in over all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is it. You know what we need? You know what we're lacking? And I think this is why our... Um, An effects box. Our, our podcast is probably not the most popular. We need some lackeys. We need some, like, you know, Steve right in the afternoon or a Chris Evans breakfast show style... Hangers on us, laughing at our every joke, you know, because... That's what they're paid for. Yeah, and I honestly think we'd come across as funnier and more witty if we did that. And had people making noises and saying woo and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because some of the material we're coming out with is, is just gold. But I just dynamite. I just think it's going over a lot of people's heads because they don't know that they're meant to laugh. They don't, they don't get the cues. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I think we really need to spell it out to some of these listeners. I think that's that's the issue we've got here. Um, tangents, again. No, no, that, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's quite important. So, um, what is it? Oh, there we go. His name. His wrestling name. We didn't know whether it was his... Uh, it his, was his person name. Yeah, it was... Was it? Oh, Marvin, not Harvey. Yeah, Marvin Bluestone. And they go, Oi, that's not a... That's not the name of a of a fighter. That's the name of someone going for the synagogue president. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Because they're Jewish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> so they decide that he needs to get a gimmick. He needs to put on a mask, put on a gorilla suit and become a gorilla man. Yes, gorilla man. Yeah. He He'll, goes with it. Yeah, he does. He, he does embrace the gimmick. And he will be a gorilla man soon. Gorilla Man, get it? Yeah, that's very good. A bit too good for this program. I I was working on that one all day. You you should put your laughter in there. Um, So, yeah, so we we cut back to um, the bloke and his missus. The Mad About Yous. The Mad About Yous, the Mr. and Mrs. Mad About You, and they're having a second night apart. The bloke says, Oh, I've got some editing to do, I'm going to get this done. And she goes, oh, well, I've got, I've got to phone my girlfriend and read up about Gwyneth. So she goes and retires with a bottle of Perrier water. Yeah, kicking back. Kicking Magazine's back. out. Perrier Magazine. water. Perrier water. Classic. I could go for some Perrier water right yeah. now. I might just go for another can of beer, to be honest. But <laughs> that's because I'm hardcore. Yeah. What sort of beer is it, John? I've got... I've for got, the sake of advertising. I've got some Carlsberg Export tonight. It was um, four cans for five pounds, so... Can't argue with that. You advertising your local shop now? Yes. Oh. Why would you shop. do that? They're horrible. No, no, no. I, I walk a bit further to oh. the uh, news agents. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't trust that very local shop because they do things like open up a tin of quality streets at Christmas and sell the uh, individual sweets <laughs> for ten p each. So that's not good. I don't think you meant to do. It. First of all, I don't think you meant to do that. Secondly, they were clearly given that as a Christmas gift by someone. <laughs> and it's like, well, quality streets are disgusting. Which they are. They, they're very low on the food chain of yeah. um, Christmas. tinned chocolate. Yeah, it's like, if you get, it's like the Christmas box hierarchy. You've got roses at the top. I don't know if they are anymore. I think you've no, got... No, they're coffee truffles. Great. 
No, but you've got your, your miniature heroes. No, not what's, fine. I'd what's just the, rather go and get a proper... What's the Capri's one? Yeah, what's that's the, miniature heroes. That's it. So I would go miniature heroes, celebrations... Rosies. Celebrations, they're crap. Oh, they've got the they've got the galaxy caramels in. Well just buy a galaxy caramel. No, but and you, roses have and, got the caramel and, barrel. And they've got the Maltesers that are like I don't tangent, know, John. They're the they're, they're lady bear <laughs> shaped. They're like they're not they're not a round Malteser. Mm. They're like a, a a big ladybird or a beetle. I think we might have lost our <laughs> one remaining listener. <laughs> <laughs> and that listener is you while you're editing this. Oh, uh, You've lost yourself. Oh, I, I lost myself a long time ago. No, so yeah, so the, the, he, um, he, yeah, the bloke. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, so the bloke, he, um, what is it? He, he goes, oh well, I've done a lot of work today, and then he turns on the mash, and for about the the. First of many times in this episode, we hear the MASH theme music, which was yeah. um, covered by the Manic Street Preachers. You remember that, don't you, Colleen? You love that song. I choose not to. Yeah. Remember? Remember? Colin? I'd rather give you dead air. <laughs> Colin? Remember? Yes, I remember. I told you earlier that Jeff from Kirby Enthusiasm... Would be a gorilla man soon. Yes. He's actually a gorilla boy. That's his gimmick name. Oh, gorilla boy. Yeah. And he's he's having a wrestle. He's at a wrestling match and he comes out with his, his handler. Yeah, he's the, he's the only human he won't attack. And his name's Dr. Ira Livingstone. It's a good name. So mm. he's out in his safari gear. Throwing bananas to his um, gorilla. Yeah. In this match, he was introduced as being from Parts Unknown. Same place as the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. And was he, it Parts Unknown, New Mexico, something like that? I don't uh, know. So, yeah, so that they, he basically has a squash match with some unnamed geek. Yeah, he who looks a bit like um, Jimmy the Snake Roberts from $5 Rest. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and he defeats him with a clothesline. And a splash. He splashes he him. He doesn't splash him. He, he just does like an Ultimate Warrior style... Style press. Ah, okay. I thought he just clotheslines him and... Um... He clotheslines him and then when he's down, he, he jumps on him for the pin. So, yeah. Okay. It was fine. It was basically an Ultimate Warrior match, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, his knees doing that. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the gorilla suit's quite padded. Oh, we can hope so. Oh, yeah. We should mention he was in a gorilla suit. I don't know if we mentioned that. He didn't what? just... He, he lived the gimmick. He, he pretended to he be an... He was a gimmick. He was a gorilla. He wasn't that he was a gorilla boy. They should have just called him the gorilla, to be honest. So then it cuts back, and the Mad About You's bloke and blonde woman are in their in their bed together, and they're going, "Oh yeah, it's really it's really great that we you know we've had a few nights apart. It was good, but really glad to have you back." They turn off the light, and then they start fidgeting. They're a bit awkward, and then the bloke kind of sits up and starts saying about how great how great the um, you know the last series of Mash is. He's been really enjoying it. It's you know, it's getting to the season finale, and you know, it was just, it was just on great form at that point. And uh, what is it? Blonde woman says uh, she needs to call her friend. And then, and then he goes, "Oh well, I'll, I'll, I'll go and you know, you call her. You, you, you knock yourself out. This I'll, could take a while. Yeah, you, you go and call your friend, and I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll watch, watch Mash again. So then I go and sleep in separate beds. Oh, isn't that the name of the episode? It is, it is. Brilliant. Uh, 
then cut and it's the morning and they're talking about again how great it is to be sleeping separately you know the they're getting this freedom they're having great night's sleep and uh, you know he's getting to watch mash she's getting to stretch out sleep diagonal i think she says as well and for some reason ira turns up the the guy in the safari suit he's the one with the most jewish name yeah he is in a safari suit at breakfast time yeah this is bear in mind this is at breakfast time He's living his gimmick. Yeah, he turns up in his safari suit to tell tell him that um, you know Gorilla's doing well in the wrestling, and he wants everyone to come to the match because he's going to be fighting Macho Man Randy Savage. And um, he he notices what is it? He notices that there's some sheets on the settee, on the sofa, on the couch. Delete as appropriate whatever your uh, regional variation <laughs> is for that term. And uh, he goes, oh, I'm so sad to see you sleeping separately. He's like, oh, no, no, it's just a recent thing. It's just, you know, it's just we're, we're just doing it temporarily. It's just... Of course you are. Yeah. So he goes away. And he's sad. Sad for his friends. Yeah. Who are clearly getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah. Marriage is over. That's how, it, that's how it starts, to be honest. It cuts to a WCW ring in a crowd of about, I'd say, a good... 200 people. Yeah. Which, to be honest, in uh, <laughs> near the end of the WCW, that was probably about accurate. Yeah. And um, they've got Mr. Let's Get Ready to Rumble, um, Buffer, in the ring, doing the ring announcing. How, he must have got paid just so much for being him and coming out and doing voiceovers and for shitty sitcoms like this maybe though maybe this was like on the same network as um you know i don't know what network this was on in america but maybe it was on the turner network maybe they thought a bit crossover they're like you know we're hitting our demographics we're getting the 18 to 35 males but we're just not getting those jewish sitcom fans we need to we need to get the audience who's into uh watching sitcoms about couples with babies that's who we need to kind of capture do you reckon he went for Macho Man because he was Jewish? I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. There's a lot of possibilities in this. Uh, but yeah, Gorilla Man comes out with his handler, throwing bananas, and his mum's in the crowd. Mm. And, and he, he doesn't want to lose in front of his mother. That's true. And remember, it's real, so... It's yeah. real. He gets introduced as well as being from Darkest Canada. Well, it is real, but he was apparently down to lose, so it's not real... No, because his 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 handler had put a bet. He he wanted oh, him to throw right, the yeah. fight. Yeah. So yeah, it's fixed, but it's still real. You see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the mad about you's couple are in the audience, and some well, lots of people are condoling them. Yeah, a lot of people for the like, death of their marriage. Yeah, saying, "Oh, I've heard about you. You know, here have this book," and they give him like a an advice book. It, Lots it, of very Jewish people as well. Yeah, it ne- it was a line. It was a good line actually. It was like, "Here, have this book. It'll help." It nearly saved my first marriage. So that, that was good. I think that was the so best line in the show. Unfortunately, that was fifteen minutes in. So we got we got one good line. I I, I did like that. I thought <laughs> that was that was humorous. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so they have a wrestle. Macho Man, as I say, was huge bit too huge he was enormous it was it's sad as i say it was really sad because he did just kind of 
I think what it was is he started taking steroids or taking more steroids, getting big, big as possible, and then just fell apart. Mm. Because a couple of years later, he, he couldn't move. He was just immobile. Um, I don't know. Did you ever see him when he did his thing in TNA? No. My God, that was depressing. Um, I think it was in about 2004, and he, I can't remember the match. He basically did a bit of a, I'd say running, but it wasn't. Yeah. And he did one spot where he kind of punched someone, and it, it just looked dreadful. And I just felt really bad for the guy. He just looked awful. Macho Man's wrestling the gorilla. He gets the upper hand, slams him, goes up top to deliver the flying elbow. And pretty good scene, again, where he's doing his flying elbow and it's just taking forever and there's loads of stuff going on in the background. It's as if... You noticed, you noticed he was still wearing his sunglasses during yes, the flying elbow? <laughs> through the whole match. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty much the only um, thing that happened. There's um, the flying elbow and there was lots of I'm not going to lose in front of my mother and stuff. And he rolls out the way, yeah. makes a big comeback and puts um, puts Macho Man in um, some sort of cross-leg lock. Yeah. And um, Macho Man is on the verge of submitting and he says, this monkey is dynamite. Yeah, that's true. But it's... someone should tell... This monkey the... is dynamite. His more educated brother, Lanny Poffo, should tell him that an, a gorilla is part of the ape family, not the monkey family. Yeah, that's the same thing. Who it's cares? not the same thing. <laughs> Who cares? I care. We're not botanists. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a paleontologist. I don't care about mammals. Um, You've been waiting all your life to use that joke. <laughs> <laughs> what joke? <laughs> what joke? Uh, macho Man, He, yeah, as you say, is about to submit... And the safari guy, Mr... No, sorry, Dr. Ira Livingston tells the macho man, and this is a callback to earlier in the episode, oh. he tells the macho man what his Achilles heel is. And do you remember what it is, Colin? He says that his Achilles heel is his Achilles heel, and macho man doesn't get it at first, so he just turns around and says, look, just bite him on his heel. Yeah, and he goes, oh, is he clean? I have no idea what that means. I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Is it a hepatitis joke? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. It, it could have been like, if if I bite him and get blood in my mouth, will I die of AIDS or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a valid concern from yeah. Macho Man in yeah. those days. So, yeah. So, Macho Man bit his Achilles heel. He that. falls over and Macho Man covers him for the pin. Yep. And that was that. And that was that. So, he... he Wins the match. And then there's a mass ring invasion. It's great, wasn't it? So then, with it being an American comedy, we've got the serious um, lesson learned thing that they have to have at the end of every American sitcom. It's not an American sitcom unless someone learns something. Mm. And um, the couple are talking about um, you know going their separate ways at bedtime again. But then she decides, maybe we should start sleeping together again. Yeah, maybe it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. But then the bloke's not buying it. He's like, oh, you're just buying into all the nagging. I'm going to watch MASH. Yeah. And then it cuts, and they're both on the sofa cuddling. I thought that was sweet. Compromise. Isn't that a compromise where everyone loses something? Yes. Okay. And I think they all lost their dignity. (laughs) I think we all lost something watching it, so... I lost 20 minutes of my time. Yeah. And um, then... You had the final scene, 
There was a swerve. There was. I think I think at this point Vince Russo might have been at WCW <laughs> as well, so um perfect timing. What is it? It's it's got um Ira Livingston. He's basically chatting up some um blonde Ma- macho man's floozy. Yeah, blonde uh, hood uh, what do they call them? Ring rat. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a blonde ring rat backstage and um he's he's telling her, oh, you, I've I've got a brother in Chicago. Yeah, not not the city, the band. Maybe. I could get your front row seats whenever you want. Yeah, so that that was good. And then Macho Man confronts him. He does. He goes, "Can I have a word?" And and takes him. And then all you hear is lots of wacky squishling. Yeah. And then you see um, his hat come rolling on the scene. Yeah. And then what happens, John? It's great. Ira comes back and goes, "Sorry, carry on. What were you saying?" <laughs> That was good. That, that bit was, that was okay. That was a, ni- a nice swerve, because you, you expect the Macho Man to come. Puts his hat on with some dignity. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Bluesy music plays, and we're and done. And then we get the Tri-Star Horse. Yeah. So, that was that. What did you make of the episode, Colin? Well, it wasn't a rip-roaring roller coaster of a <laughs> comedy. Let's um, let's pull out the Bristol stool, stool scale. <laughs> I would well when I started talking about the Bristol school stool scale a couple a few weeks ago um I got it wrong it goes up to 7 which is where I would have put that um last thing that we reviewed what was it we reviewed it was boy meets world but not the first boy meets world it was boy oh meets yeah. yeah world revisited now that first episode of boy meets world was 7 on the Bristol stool scale which was all water completely without substance, mm. and uh, you really should go see a doctor <laughs> persists. This one, I put five, maybe six. It was certainly mushy. Um, it had its moments, but those moments were slipping through um, the U-bend. See, for me, I, I would rate it a bit, bit more kindly than that. I thought it was bad, but... So you you'll give it a five. I'd give it a four. No, no, four's ideal. Yeah, but we so we rate we rate it's it's a scale of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know this isn't this four, isn't four is the ideal stool. Okay, it's three. It, you're aiming for three <laughs> to four. All right, it'll have to be a five then. Okay, <laughs> I'm going for five and a half. Okay, right. So so what's the four then? Four is um, slightly soft, sausage-like, but slightly soft. Slightly soft. I think that's a, an apt description. Yeah. I'm glad we've got this rating system in. I think it makes <laughs> it a lot better than trying to trying to do what they usually three do. Three is slightly broken, slightly cracked, but a good firm sausage. <laughs> you got two and one that are quite bitty and signs of constipation. Can we go? Actually, actually, I'm I'm going to go for a two then. Ah. Because I think I think this was quite constipated. <laughs> That's a <laughs> yeah. I think there was there was a lot of stuff. In that case, I'm gonna go all the way to one. I think this. Uh, I think uh, the, I think this episode was quite a struggle. I think <laughs> I think there was something about to come out, but it never quite came. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go beyond you and say one then. One, right? <laughs> okay. So this is this has been very useful. I'm glad we can. We've now got a way of, of a different way of considering. <laughs> When it's, you know, if it's, 
I think this is the thing we can't we can't rate everything on the Bristol Stool scale. No, I think, only if it is shit. Yeah, if it is. But shit. But what sort of shit is? What it? sort of shit is it? <laughs> yeah, the um, you know when we, when we reviewed the Running Man, I don't think it would have been appropriate. No, no, to that would, review that on would, that. That goes on a good scale. Yeah, well, I think we go. Yeah, that's you know good good three and a half stars or yeah. you know four out of seven or. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I'm glad we've got Four this. Four out of seven, like an ideal poo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just, it works then, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know, it's, it, I like it because I think what happens when you get reviews, and, and I think this is a problem, I mean, I, I, I remember going off on one about this a few years ago, about NME, in fact, this was probably about ten years ago, but pretty much everything, every album reviewed in NME got seven out of ten. Apart from something by Radiohead, which would get an eight or nine, Ooh. it just seemed like every album was kind of. It's like when you like video game. They've got Kazabian for that now. I don't, I don't even know if Enemy exists anymore. It does. Okay, I don't know if Enemy is relevant anymore. It's not. <laughs> but it it's like video game magazines, like the amount of games where it's you know they have a hundred percent rating system, and pretty much every game. Rates somewhere between maybe eighty and hundred. Yeah, that you know, there's there's very and and then you'll get the occasional like thirty five, just as a yeah. You never get anything right in between. Yeah, yeah. Video games are either crap or amazing from the sounds of it. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad I'm glad we've got a system <laughs> whereby we can assess the type of shit that's that something that's bad is. Yeah. Rather than just going, oh, it's one star. But it's only if it's something that is bad. Yeah. Which, of course, because it's, you know, it's quite a good a good way to think about it and adds a bit more stuff to it, we'll have to do more bad stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you, know, have you noticed those DVDs that I've got out over there, Colin? <laughs> have you seen what DVDs are there? What have we got? We've still got the chaperone. Yeah, still that, sealed. That's one pound of my hard-earned money there, John. You got it from Poundland. That was a good buy. <laughs> the um, the front cover does does have a picture of Triple H looking like a bit of a weird plasticine caricature of Triple H. And what's do, do you see what the other one is? No. Um, I'll go and see. Go and see. Yeah, he's walking over the room to go and see what the other DVD is. I think it might upset him because we have watched it a few years ago. Wow. Wow. River of Darkness. River of Darkness. And um A TNA Studios original. <laughs> yeah. On the front. The review by SFX is just a quote of one word awesomeness. One word. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Is that a word? Um it can be, yeah. Okay. It, the the sentence probably is. <laughs> I would like to say that this had some awesomeness in it. But it didn't. <laughs> but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait for this. It's got Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, Psycho, Sid Vicious. Yep. Amazing. Do you want, can you can you read the um, the the preview thing? What's it called? The the River of Darkness featuring the stars of TNA Wrestling. Yep. There can be only one man standing. When unspeakable evil falls on a quiet river town, Sheriff Logan, brackets Kurt Angle, (laughs) is thrust 
into a chilling nightmare of death and mayhem. He is confronted with a series of horrific murders, each more vicious, oh, like Sid Vicious, ah. each more vicious than the last. And does does it get learns, gnashed by zombie <laughs> Soon learns of the community's seedy past and the evil that has riven from purgatory to exact revenge on the town. Just purgatory. Just mm. yeah, not not hell. Yeah. It's just purgatory. Just purgatory. Yeah. When Logan discovers that the murders are committed by the spirits of old river squatters, the Jacob boys, Kevin Nash and Psycho Sid Vicious, the town <laughs> explodes into a battlefield of blazing guns and zombies. River of Darkness is an all-out heavyweight beatdown featuring World Wrestling Champions Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash and Sid Vicious. Yeah, look forward to that. <laughs> might have to might have to use that as a preview for another another one. That was great. Should do that more often. Yeah, get you reading the uh, the the thing, whatever it's called. Um, you know, I, I was in purgatory once. Really? Yeah, it was all right. Mm, good, good. I look forward to more stories about <laughs> that. It was fine. Fine. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. Bit like some of the stuff that we've reviewed on mm. this. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Fine. <laughs> it was alright. I dream of the days when we watch something that is fine. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. When it was alright. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's been John and Colin, When Wrestlers Act, Tangent Podcast, by the sound of it. We do Twitter at WWA Podcast. We've got the WhenWrestlersAct.com. That's a website. We're on the Facebook. Facebook. Dot com slash WWA podcast. But I'm not on Facebook anymore. You will be. You'll be back. I bet by the time this goes out, you'll be back. Again, I'm back on Facebook, mega lols. <laughs> I missed you all. Yeah, couldn't keep away. Um, yeah, and then you'll tag yourself in it. And then you'll like it yourself because no one else will like it for you. I'm used to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, um, that's that's just a good argument for me to stay on <laughs> And on that, I think I think we should say bye, bye, Fair bye, well. bye, bye, listeners. Oh, review us on iTunes, please. All right, bye, bye.